Two Nerds and a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Over 40 years of education, and this is what you get. Thank you, disembodied hot girl voice. This is Two Nerds and a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I am Ernie. And I am Robert, as always. And we're back again to give you a brand new perspective on nerdum. Yes, all nerd all the time. All the time. Yes. And 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 one of the big things for me this week is uh, my kids are gone to camp, and we talked about doing this for a bit, but I'd love to talk just briefly this first part of the podcast um, about kids. You have a kid, I have a kid, and raising kids nerd. We've mentioned it a couple times, we never really talked about it. Yeah. How, how to do it right. Well, is there really a right way to do it? There's this? a wrong way for sure. Yes. There is a wrong way. So yes. while there may not be one right way, there is definitely some things you want to avoid. Yeah, I would say, uh, as cool as it may sound, maybe, uh, you know, some of the things that are coming out now, especially superhero genre type, like, I would never want, uh, just to give point of reference, uh, my offspring is five. Right. Mine's seven and 13, but still. There, there are certain things you gotta, as cool as it may be, I, I really don't want her watching certain things. Just yet. When the time comes and it's appropriate and you can do it in context, that's a different subject. But I think one of the things that people recently, it seems, are allowing their kids to see a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily age-appropriate and then complaining about how media is destroying the kids. It's like, well, within certain amounts, you guys kind of can control what your kids watch to a certain extent. And your kids are going to be sneaky about it. They'll be like we were when we were kids. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, we're going to have to figure it out on their own. I, th- I think, I think my earliest exposure to like maybe off-colored humor was probably with my dad. I mean, I my earliest age memories growing up, you know, late seventies, early eighties. Um, you know, I saw Blues Brothers at an early age. Yeah, but Blues Brothers is. Fairly benign. It's a lot of innuendo, but Blazing Saddles. Oh well, that's just awful. How uh, old were you? I'm five or six. I Ooh, was I that's... was my offspring's age. Okay, and and I remember just the silliness of it, laughing at the silliness of it. Right. Then seeing it later, I'm like, ooh. And keep in mind, you know, some of the mainstream cartoons, like the Merry Melodies, like the Bugs Bunnies and Daffy Ducks, and they were a little teetering on that edge mm-hmm. as well. They were. There a lot of that was, and but they didn't have the same censorship they do now. They right. didn't have kids programming per se. It was just, here's the funny cartoons that we think are funny that people might want to see. Well, you know, growing up also, there was always that, that moron friend of yours that tried to, you know, jump off the jump off a high wall with an umbrella. Mm-hmm. or Try to uh, live the dream. Live the dream. <laughs> or eat a can of spinach straight out of the can. Yeah. You know, st- stupid stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and that gives a bad rep to everything. It's the few bad eggs. So there are a couple categories, I think, for inappropriateness. And again, it's all individual choice, but... Bad language. There's also violence. Well, yeah, the violence to me, like it far outweighs the. I mean, if you do a kid, worst, worst to best, the worst thing you want to expose your kids to at a young age is nudity or sexual content. Fair. Then violence would be second. Realistic violence, obviously. Well, to and a also, extent. and also, I did see Jaws at an early age, also. But Jaws isn't wasn't graphic. Well, it was more innuendo. You know, there's blood in the water, Jaws attack, but you didn't really see him like with... No, no, you never bits. saw the shark. Right. Yeah, that, that was the thing. You yeah, never, you never saw the shark. Bad language, that's really kind of an individual thing, though. I think uh, there's a lot of people that don't really care if their kids hear bad language, as long as they know well, I didn't not start, to use it. I didn't start hearing F-bombs, really noticing F-bombs in movies until like maybe mid-80s with the Eddie Murphy right, like, well, geez, movies. Eddie Murphy, yeah. He, uh, he used know, a lot of that, yeah. Uh, that, that's 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 probably where it all... I can't say where it started. It just became more prevalent. acceptable. Yeah, acceptable and prevalent. And that's the big thing, is that foul language, as long as you teach your kids that you're going to hear these words in the real world, but it's really a choice to whether you use these words or not, that goes for racist and sexual and, and all the language that is considered to be negative. And that's really a personal choice of what you feel is appropriate. Again, hearing it is not the same thing as repeating it. And that's where parental guidance, of course, comes into play with it. Um, sex, sexual connotation, sexual innuendo, nudity, all that really should be, I think, what, 13, 14, 15-ish before you start really 
Yeah, I mean, I mean at least in the until t- 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 you have the talk with them, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, we had the t- I had the talk with my kids a few different times. So there's that's sort of separate, but it's like you don't need to expose them to all that right up front, which is really the context for me and the violence for me that um, of, is the biggest issue because violence, seeing a lot of violence over a long period of time, I feel desensitizes people. You just want to see more, or it doesn't mean anything to you. And and for some people, it could translate to the real world. Well, I I can tell you that right now, my offspring, she is um, very much into the whole, um, you know, the whole the whole marketing. Now you have the the BVS Batman mm-hmm. vs Superman, and then you have the um, Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, basically like comic book violence. But the thing is, in those movies, it looks real. Yes, and that is a big change. That, that's a big change. I mean, before in a cartoon, okay, it's animated. You know, they never showed the blood splatter. They mm-hmm. never showed the severed limbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but keep in mind, you know, my daughter, she saw you know, Star Wars Episode Four. Okay, and she saw the. The guy in the cantina scene, Obi-Wan, sliced off the dude's arm and it's laying there. Mm-hmm. That didn't really catch her attention. What caught her attention, what be honest with you, was in episode three when she saw Obi-Wan and Anakin dueling and Obi-Wan took off the legs yeah. and the arm mm-hmm. and then he got on fire. And yeah, that was pretty graphic. Yeah. That was pretty graphic. And I know, and again, it's important to the story to a certain extent of why Darth Vader's Darth Vader. You know, why he's in the suit, what's that all about. Yeah. So for that, it's contextually, yeah, but... And I would have... And trust me, I did not want her to see the prequels. Mm. We saw episode four. She loved it. She saw Empire, my favorite movie. She fell in love with it, and her mind blew Mm. the minute Darth Vader said, No, I am your father. Mm. Daddy, why? How, How is he... Do you want to see how he became Darth Vader? I had to put the movie in. <laughs> so we had to watch that. And we watched how he became Darth Vader. Blew her mind that her, that Anakin's best friend cut off his arms mm-hmm. and his legs. Yeah. And then set him on fire. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> so, dramatic. But if that's her biggest violent moment, it's meant to be a climactic violent moment. Yes. Casual violence is more my concern. Like Reservoir Dogs. Oh, oh, well, go the other extreme. It's violence for violence sake. You didn't even have to go Rizwar Dogs. I'd say Deadpool. I would never want her to watch Deadpool at this age. Well, right. My son's 13. I won't let him watch it. You know what's (laughs) even a... a, And I pre-watched this because she saw it in her Netflix queue was the Wonder Woman cartoon. Hmm. And that's pretty violent, too. Is it really? Yes, a lot of beheading. Really? Yes, a lot of heads being lopped off. Jeez. Yes. Would not have expected that from Wonder Woman. But is it Amazonian? Like, classic, back in the day with the shield and the sword and the whole thing? Wonder Woman? Because I've never seen it. No, it's the new one. Really? She still has a sword? Yeah, she's made of clay and all Mm -hmm. that other stuff. And, you know, uh, Hippolyta, Mm -hmm. I think it's her mother's name. Yeah, the the goddess of wisdom and something. She ends up, like, beheading her son, who's the son of... Ares, the god of war, and then, you know, there's a whole lot of Greek mythology, which is, like, really cool for me as an adult. Mm, but not really kid-appropriate, But yeah. for my, for my, because she now sees Wonder Woman as an equal to Superman. Mm. And when I grew up, Superman was at the top, and Wonder Woman was, like, a 1A or a 1B. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it was. She didn't fly on her own. She didn't have super strength. She had the lasso. She had the bulletproof bracelets and the invisible jet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, I think they made her more powerful to kind of compete in this world, somewhere between Batman and Superman. I think she's in, she thinks she's in the middle, um, but definitely not the apex. Superman, but Superman in this universe they're creating is kind of not the true Superman in the sense that he's not at full power yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's, he's, he's young, he's upstart, he's, still young, he's only been doing it for like a couple of years. Plus he's very emo. He is very emo. Yeah, he is emo. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I think it's, it works. Yeah, I think I think I think the I think the classic, you know, Donner and the cla- and that last run um Superman uh what was it Superman Returns? Yeah, Superman Returns, yeah. Where everyone just open arms, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's Superman. 
I kind of like this. Yeah, it's a little bit different view. And the problem is, is that my daughter doesn't understand it. Mm-hmm. So she kind of saw some parts of Man of Steel, mm. but she couldn't understand it. So mm. to her, it was like a lot of like visual stuff, but she couldn't understand the story. Right. Well, and that's a part of it, too, is you don't want to confuse a kid with stories they don't understand. Yeah. So you got to go to their age level with that. Um, and but she did pick up on, and I don't know if anybody else out there has seen this, but DC apparently, well, DC Animation hits it out of the park. Yeah. They uh, they have a cartoon that's just the uh, the heroes, just the females, and they're all in high school. Huh. Even some of the villains. Really? They're all in high school. And uh, they're not really villains. Right. They're, they're kind of like mean. classmates. Yeah. They're kind of, they have their own little attitudes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. cool. I, I think I heard about that. I have not seen. Is it good though? I mean, I watched it. Yeah, it's watchable. I mean, mm-hmm. as a as a parent, you kind of want to be there to hear what their, um, what your child's watching and sure, be yeah, there yeah, yeah, to yeah, see their reaction. Yeah. But she's totally engrossed by it. And and I and okay, fine, it's superheroes. But like the other alternatives, there's like Monster High, which is about monsters, or Descendants, which is like the kids of the princesses and how is that I, I thought that was supposed to be really pretty good um the live action one is more tolerable than the animated one really yeah they're all kind of campy yeah very campy very mm. predictable i mean you're watching you're like oh my gosh i already know what's gonna happen mm. but you realize the target audience is yeah people who would be surprised by it yes <laughs> you're seeing it for the first it's... time at the hundredth yeah well that's a big thing with with a lot of the tv shows for kids is a lot of them are predictable so from an adult perspective it's like oh my god and again for the kids it's the first time so you got to kind of build that in context i mean my my daughter is really into and she's um seven and she's into peanuts cartoons which peanuts the old peanuts no like which era like from like the sixties? No, the not the comic comics, the, like the, the cartoon show. Oh, from the eighties. Yeah, the, the, the run 80s, of the eighties. Yeah. Okay. So she's all into that recently. She's been watching that like nuts. She's just obsessed with it, which is cool. It's kind of weird. Those were those were kind of like the movies. I remember going to see when Charlie Brown was like, "It's a great race, Charlie Brown," or something mm. like that, where he's like at camp mm. and they have to build the boats. Mm. That got kind of dark too. Well, why don't get dark? Because Charlie Brown's a, a kind of a you know a, a helpless fool <laughs> to a certain extent. No, I thought he was manic depressive. Oh, that probably that could be true. I mean, you know, he's he's he he fails so much at life that you know that you would know, be bringing about some depression. The right? redhead girl. Yeah. Um, Lucy, who apparently has a crush on him, but keeps like torturing him with the football. Um, Peppermint Patty. Do you think she's a boy? Do Because she oh, yeah. liked Charlie. She liked Charlie Brown. Oh, she did too, yeah. But you know, uh, what's her name had a thing for her? Marcy. Marcy. You're talking yeah. about the friend. Yeah. No, now Marcy, I can't yeah. believe, had a thing for Peppermint Patty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kept calling her Sir. sir. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's one of those shows that's like, still as dark, but it's like... But then I'm trying to think of like other things that I used to watch when I was my daughter's age... Merry Melodies, like I said, cartoon violence, you know, the the Roadrunner, you know, anvils being dropped on people, you know. Well, heck, with my son, my son's 13, when he was, like, that age, like, what, eight, nine years ago, it was all about the, um, we tried to avoid Barney at all costs, because we just couldn't stand Barney. He used to be into a show called The Wiggles, which was a British, uh, no, sorry, Australian Yes, Australian. Show. That yes. was pretty good. A lot of catchy, way too catchy songs that you get stuck in your head kind of stuff. So there were some live shows, like Sesame Street, yes. you know, things like that. There were little live some kid shows. Some things in Sesame Street were, were kind of... Well, know. they did those on purpose, though. They were purposely, like when Mr. Hooper died. They did this whole dealing with death thing. And the whole Snuffleupagus thing, which I think they ended up killing recently. Yeah, they killed him off. I yeah, thought. I don't think killed him off, or he just went away, or something. Because he was Big Bird's imaginary friend. Well, right, but they had a whole episode with people believing that you know the stuff like this wasn't real, and then he ended up being real, and that whole thing. So they tried to deal with some real issues. I mean, they've dealt with divorce and a whole bunch of stuff. So you know, but that there's a difference between adult subject matter being done on purpose to show a lesson, to learn something from, and handling it in an appropriate manner. Versus, again, going back to Deadpool, just, blah, this is it. I'm dating a girl the evening and, you know, and, you know, a, a hooker with a heart, as I've mentioned before, and, and that's the story. It's a very different 
scenario. It's not built for kids to see. It's not built for that. And I saw, we went to the movie to see it, and when we saw it in theaters, we saw kids that were way too young. Way too young to be in there. But again, you know, it's the parents' decision, but it's still like, really? Really? Can't wait a couple years for them to see it? It's not that big a deal. Like, would you say something like PG-13? Like, maybe the little shock and horror things? Like, I still I haven't know. allowed her to watch anything scary. Like, But keep in mind, to me, Stephen King's It mm. was scary. That is scary, though. Like, That's creepy. Like, that is Pennywise the Clown, mm-hmm. and I heard they're redoing it. Pennywise the clown. Right, there's a new. Weren't you? Weren't you the the one who said uh, there's a there's a meme or something out there with Pennywise in the doorstep asking people if they want to come oh, and get candy? Oh no 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 no! <laughs> it's it's just a picture. Yeah, of, like, a picture. Rundown house, and it's just him standing in the doorway, and it says free hugs. Right. And I'm like, dear God, let this nightmare come to life. Well, what's interesting now is because when, when I was at Con, um, about, what was it, a couple weeks ago now? Yes. Um, there were people with signs saying free hugs. Now, I don't know if that's some from some anime as well or if it is from it. They weren't dressed like a clown. They're just like cosplay, like, I don't know, anime characters. But it was like free hugs, and it was like... Is that from... Are they doing an It thingy here? What, what's, what's going on with this? A That's weird. another thing. Like, anime, like, I remember Robotech coming out, like, here in the States. Well, Ruby's the new one. That yeah. Ru- into. Well, my daughter likes Ruby. Yeah, Ruby's good. But... They're not going to continue it, though, I don't no, think. No, the guy died. Yeah, well, I don't know if they're going to continue it even though he's dead. If they, <sighs> It's one of those weird things. Yeah, but... Uh, but I was going to get my daughter into anime, um, the manga comics. Because okay. I thought that was a good way to get her to read. But a lot of those are yeah because weird they teeter on like mm-hmm. you know Japanese folklore with kind of Japanese you know modern beliefs clashing with classical like traditions mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Well, and, and there's one that she was looking at, she was interested in. It was like, well, it has zombies in it, honey. It's a post-apocalyptic zombie thing, and she's like, oh, I don't want zombies. Like, so there's remember, a lot of. Weirdness. I remember Robotech, and like the whole thing about that was like different than the. G.I. Joe comic that was a uh, cartoon that was out at the same time. In G.I. Joe, they would stand like in an open field just firing away and bullets are whizzing around everywhere. No one ever got hit or shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Planes would blow up. The, the parachute would be coming out. But in these Robotech cartoons, people were getting blown away. Like, you'd see like the bodies like disintegrating in the fireball, that type of stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't think I can let her watch that. No. No. And it's 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 a Japanese thing because we I just saw a trailer today for a Japanese zombie movie. And it's zombies on a train. Yeah. Well, and here's the other Did thing. Did you see that I posted? Yes. That? Yeah. She, that now, was creepy. Now, he, there's it wasn't another very, one It wasn't called, very bloody and gory, but it was creepy. Now, there's another one that I really want to see, and mm. she really wants to see also, but I am so scared that it's going to be so inappropriate for her, is Kubo and the Two Strings. Yes. I saw the trailer With Monkey for that. and Beetle yeah, and, but and, it, the, and the moon. It looks like it's going to just dragon. be really weird. I don't think it's gonna be inappropriate. I think like, it's just I still, weird. I still get weirded out whether or not she should watch Nightmare Before Christmas. That's an odd one. That's an odd one. Yeah, because it's not because she sees it all the time when she goes to Disney. She's right. Seen it. Well, she's everywhere. not seen the movie. No, she sees the stuff. character. Right. And when we go to Tate's, she's very much into the statues there. Oh, am I allowed to plug? <laughs> you can plug whatever uh, you want. It's Tate's fine. Comics, my Tate's favorite comics. place. Hey, great pokey stuff. Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about, we'll that, talk too about here that in a minute. <laughs> Got my blood boiling on that one. That should be a versus. <laughs> to go or not to go. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll do that later. But no, but I think the biggest thing is if you do it in context, you don't do it at night. No. You do it during the day. Yes. And it's that borderline. It's like, okay, I want to show you this movie. It does have some spots that might be a little scary. And if you want me to stop at any point... We can stop and turn it off. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a little kid getting a little scared. It's not horrible for them. But you want to know their limits very easily. You don't want to have it be a thing. Like, for example, I know people who, at a very young age, saw something really scary and it became a phobia for the rest of their lives. What do you mean? Like my clown thing? Your clown thing or drowning. Like in these water scenes where people look like they're yeah. drowning. Yeah. They get kind of a phobia of drowning and like avoid water at the all sharks. costs. The sharks. Sharks. That Jaws is a big phobia thing. Yeah. And, th- and those are things you don't want to instill because you show the movie because. And you have to be kind of 
well, conscious and emotional situations. Even like like for Planet of the Apes, for example, the new ones, not the old ones, where he's you know little baby monkey. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That can get emotional. And you well, know, she hell Toy Story for God's well, sake. Well, Toy Story, geez, <laughs> Pixar. So we saw. Uh, we saw Fighting Dory, and she got a little emotional at times. In that. She enjoyed my daughter enjoyed that she more enjoyed than the original. Um, she, my daughter, at at first thought, "Are we watching Nemo or are we watching Dory?" I'm like, "It's it's Dory." Dory. Trust me. Hey, two years makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, and then we watched uh, Zootopia, she which liked... could have been done so much more. Of it. It's such a great premise. They just they made a very traditional cop story. It's like. Uh, You've got so much content. The city was awesome. The different areas. Were I think two different writers worked on that. I think. Well, I think one started and someone had to else had to finish, finish it. it or something. Okay, because it seemed very much like really we have a freaking uh, Italian style mafioso bullflop. Like seriously, is this where you're gonna go with it? You could have made it actually interesting. You know. No, the uh, the the one thing about it, like you said about. Fear. Like, I didn't see the movie before we saw it. So we went there, like, both For of Zootopia. us. For Zootopia. Zootopia. Okay. And there's the one scene where it's the, the Black Panther mm. gets, like, shot and, like, goes wild. Mm. She got a little nervous. Okay. But that's... And I was yeah, like, okay, okay, am I scarring her? Is she going to be scared now? <laughs> Is she going to have nightmares? Thankfully, no. She went. We went back and saw it again. So we saw it twice. And she got scared at the same part. Um, this one now, now we saw The Secret Life of Pets, which has no scary parts, but there's a lot of stuff in there that I've been like, yeah, this is really not meant for my for my little one. Mm. You know, I'm like, some of this stuff is like going overhead. So for her, like there's a scene with a snake that she wasn't keen on. Like the snake was about to bite somebody and she was like all like nervous about that. But like her favorite parts of the movie was the very, very beginning, which mm. is like, the owners leaving the pets and what mm. the pets are going to do. And then at the very, very, very end, when the owners came back home and then the pets like had to like clean up whatever they were doing, you know, and cover up. And How would you it. rate that movie? Because it has just come out. So. A C. Yeah. I'd say if, if you could see it like at a dollar movie theater with your kids, you're better off doing it like that. <laughs> Not worth spending your money on. No, or wait for like a it's special. It's sad. It's supposed to be such. It was supposed to be so. Dude, you look at the list of people who signed on mm, for. That's it. what I'm saying. Yeah, here's an all star cast. Yeah, Dana Carvey is mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's Louis sad. C.K. Lewis uh, is fantastic. He's an awesome human. Yeah, you, you you have um, Albert Brooks. Mm-hmm. He's in it. That's crazy. He plays the he plays the 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 Falcon or Hawk or something like that, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know that voice. <laughs> And, um, you know, it's kind of like, wow, they could have done so much more, but it was all about, like, you know, I guess this, the premise was mainly geared toward, like, teenagers, I'm thinking. And yeah. and the best clips really were the trailers that we saw. Really? Yeah. You saw all the good scenes in You the saw tra- all the good That's scenes horrible the when they do that. That's horrible when they do that. Um... All right, so I want to do, I think that's a great thing, and we're going to transition into that. So the next thing we're going to do is a versus, and that will be go or not to go, Pokemon, Pokemon Go. go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so let's get into that next. All right, so we got a great versus. I think it's a great versus, and I know Ernie's going to absolutely love arguing this one. And this is, of course, the phenomenon, the absolute epitome of gaming as it is today. Phone gaming, specifically. Because if you're a gamer, you're going to go, well, I don't know about that. But it is the hottest uh, kick out there, the hottest trend. Um, And that, of course, is Pokemon Go. And... um, as a precursor, obviously, as Ernie and I both have kids, it's going to be a huge thing for our kids to play. But the real question is, and the real verses here, is Pokemon Go friend or foe? Is it something that's a good thing that's going to help people and bring people together? And yeah, I don't know if any of you had seen the actual commercial for it, the official ad for it. But it get a little tugging at the heartstring, kind of, oh, it's community, it's family, it's blah, blah, blah. Or... 
um, as Ernie's going to point out here in his side of the argument, which is, and I'll let him give his opening statement to it, of course, here in a moment, but, you know, is it just another thing that's going to prove how stupid humanity actually is? So Ernie's going to start us off with his side of the argument, and then I'll counter with my side, and then we'll go into the full argument. So, Ernie, if you would give your point of view on Pokemon Go to start us off. Well, my thing about Pokemon Go is, for one, I am not a Pokemon fan, but I'm also not against it. I understand it has a following. I missed the boat 20-some-odd years ago when the whole thing blew up with the, with the trading cards and all that other stuff, but at the time, there were so many card games going on, it was ridiculous. I thought this was another one of those passing fads. Uh, the fad then got a cartoon, which got like eight or nine movies, and like it's all over Netflix, it's on Cartoon Network, and people still do it as anime, and people do the cons. I totally get it. It's one of those generational things. I guess I just missed the boat on it. Not my thing. So when I heard about Pokemon Go, I was like, okay, um, another way for them to, of course, feed the machine. No <laughs> one's really going to follow this thing. Like, the whole idea of it is. Um, you're going to download this free app, and then, of course, they're going to make a mint off of you buying stuff through the app, just like every other uh, formula right now for mobile gaming. So, of course, I'm, uh, I'm hearing the backlash right off the bat. Oh, you know, there's so many people trying to get on. It's crashing the servers. Oh, my gosh, look at these people getting into accidents, like they're walking into stuff and everything. And to me, that's just, that's just a clear sign of the decay of people today in society. You can disguise it as anything you want and to give it legitimacy. To be honest with you, this is just a complete ridiculous thing. I'm, I'm not for it, but it's a necessary evil right now because my daughter heard about it from a friend of hers. <laughs> and... So now it's on my phone, and I think it's cute as heck that she's walking around, you know, my house with my phone trying to catch Pokemon. I totally get it. <laughs> like, it's a cute thing for kids. Adults, however, that's where I have the issue. What is the deal with people using this stuff while they're driving? Like, <laughs> like, it, like it totally, it escapes me, the level of, like, fandom for this. Like, you're willing to put your life at risk when driving suddenly does not become the most important thing that you're doing at that moment. And, and, and what was the, the stampede in, in New York City at Central Park? Like 50 people got hurt or something ridiculous like that? It, it's, it's, this, this thing needs to get contained. It, they either need to like say, whoa, wait a minute, the way we did this this last time, <laughs> all right, we, we made our money, but we have a moral obligation because people out there are inherently dumb. <laughs> so, <laughs> making games idiot proof <laughs> yes we need to make them idiot proof we need to like somehow make it so that if you're going more than 20 miles an hour you can't catch a pokemon you know what i mean so that way you can avoid people in the in the car or like you know what these things use gps maybe we should make sure we don't lead people into like open bodies of water you know what I mean? Like a canal or something like that. Dear Lord, I can't tell you. Or off cliffs. How many, <laughs> or off cliffs. Yeah, people walking off of cliffs. Like, who's that? Like, like, this whole, and once again, social media doesn't make people more social. It makes them less social. Mm. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Me, I myself hope that this is another one of those passing trends. Maybe they, Maybe we could go back to what video games used to be, which is don't talk to anybody. Sit down by yourself and play a game. <laughs> How about that? Just play a game by yourself in sweet solitary and create more nerds. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, <laughs> thank you, Ernie. Um, that was good. I like that. Um, from my perspective, I, I don't disagree with stupid people are going to be stupid. However, it actually, I think, is one of the few games out there that actually does make... In, the, in a large part, large part of it, social people more social or in social people more social. For example, um, just myself and, and, and my fiancé last week went out to a park in the neighborhood to go catch some Pokemon. And I will tell you, easily, there was 50 people doing the exact same thing. Now, here's the fun part that does that community piece. So there was a gym there, and these two 
kids were fighting over the gym. They were surrounded easily by 15 people cheering each of them on as they fought against each other on the game. So there's first and foremost. And there was literally like at one part in the same park, same day, we were standing around all trying to collect Pokemon, and somebody had a, a very powerful, cool Pokemon showed up. The whole crowd went crazy. Everybody's, oh my god, oh my god, and everybody's talking to each other and like, oh, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you not get it? Complete strangers are just going up to me. Hey, did you see? Did you go get? Did you see? And it's it's taking people out of that isolationism in in a, in a large part. The other part of it that I feel is a very good benefit to society, and this is an, a, a very cute thing that I found an article on last week, um, and it's an article that's out there about a shelter, and I believe it's in Indiana, and they decided to make some money off Pokemon Go. And a couple places are doing this in a bad way, like we have a local mall that's doing, hey, come on in and do Pokemon Go, and it's really just a way for you to get coupons to go buy stuff. Fine. It, it's an advertising thing. But... On the other side of it, the um, the uh, shelter actually had it where you could rent a dog, and their advertisement was, and they did this on Facebook, hey, if you are an adult and you're playing Pokemon Go, but you don't want people to know you're playing Pokemon Go, we'll rent you a dog for an hour, like $5 an hour, and you can go play Pokemon Go and walk your dog, quote-unquote, so it looks like you're doing something normal even though you're playing Pokemon Go. It's a ridiculous thing posted on social media, and it actually worked. People started going into the shelter and renting these dogs to do this. The shelter made so much money off just the rental piece, they, they waived um, adoption fees for people. The other part of it is, is after people started walking these shelter dogs, they actually fell in love with the dogs, and the shelter ran out of dogs. They have no dogs. They're actually borrowing dogs from other shelters so people can rent the dogs. Um, and other shelters are getting in on the act, and it's like, holy crap, this is a great way for people to get a pet, to get dogs and cats, well, mostly dogs in this case, out of shelters and into people's homes that they'll actually enjoy, and it's a great strategy. It's very funny, but it's cool. But one of the things that also happens with this, as I mentioned a moment ago, is it is advertising. If you have a restaurant, if you have a, a store, and it's a good and bad thing, depending on how you look at it, and you have, and you you get Pokemon Go as an app on your phone, and you can tell, okay, there's a Pokestop here, 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 wherever it is. You can, you know, and this is where the in-app stuff comes in. You buy a couple dozen um, lure things, which basically makes Pokemon come to your area. You could have a lot of customers. Um, Tate's, again, I know we're plugging Tate's again in this show, which is like the third or fourth time already, but whatever. Um, it's the most awesome store ever. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can't really <laughs> resist saying something about it. But they were, yeah, they were so cool, they actually p bought a whole bunch of lures, and they had lures going at least on one weekend, literally all day. And they, they paid, it's like, I don't know, 99 cents for a bunch of coins, and you buy your lures, whatever it is, I don't know the actual cost of it, but it's not that expensive for a store like that. Their store was packed all day. Literally, people coming and going, you know, going in and making their, getting their Pokemon and hanging out and talking Pokemon. Again, social, bringing people back to comic book stores, you know. And they had a, a, a rarer Pokemon show up. I think it was a Squirtle, and the whole store freaked out. I mean, and it's this community all doing the same thing now. Here's the fun part, is this, and, and those of you who are playing will know, um, they haven't started doing some of the other features, and the other features are the trading and battling each other features. Um, so you can see a stranger on the street, and you just see them, and you decide to fight each other with your Pokemon, just randomly in the street. Now, I don't know if this is going to, or you'll probably have a couple things to say about this, but you can just stop in the middle of the, in the side of the road and say, oh, there's someone who has Pokemon Go, I can see them on my little app, I'm going to fight them right now with my Pokemon. Um, or, oh, they have some cool Pokemon, maybe I'll trade with them. And I don't know how that part is going to functionally work, but that's in the advertisement originally, and that's a future piece of Pokemon. So again, bringing social interaction into a whole new level with, again, complete strangers. So from a social perspective, it does take, as as, as Ernie mentioned, that whole um, playing a video game in a darkened room with some snackage and nerding out, and takes it outdoors into the real world to a certain extent. Now, Stupid people will do what stupid people do and make, of course, issues come up. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with the Pokemon Go piece myself. 
So, stupid people are what stupid people do, though. Well, that's that's very Forrest Gumpian of you to put it <laughs> like that. But to me, like, I really, really don't... I, and unfortunately, people of, like, reasonable sense like myself, you know, we're basically watching this from afar, basically saying, oh, my gosh, look at, look at all these people. Look at what they're doing. Like, they could... Like, this was their way to get outside, was they had to be tricked into going outside <laughs> to do this? Well, come on, think about it. Who's who's going to go out in this heat? Seriously. Well, that's true. I mean, I don't know about <laughs> people who are listening to this remotely, you know, in other states, but, like, where we live, it's it's pretty damn hot, you know? It's it's pretty humid at times. Like, you, you have a, a, a temperature of 90, but the heat index, because you add in the humidity, you're at 100. Right. Oh, guess. Go. Oh, guess what? It just. It just hit Japan. It was just launched on last Friday in Japan. How weird! I would have thought they would have been doing this for a year now. By I know, a, right? Point. Well, they did have they did have the um, beta testing in Japan. But guess what? The first person they interviewed, and this is an article uh, on the Wall Street Journal, actually. <laughs> Oh, the WSJ. You can't argue with them. You can't argue with them. They have degrees. The first person, yeah, right. The first person they they um, <laughs> the first person they interview was a thirty year old. Oh my gosh! Really? <laughs> yep, yep. And it's the uh, it's already the top. They have them there too. <laughs> well, this oh, is it's not just the states. It's not just us Americans. No, it's over there too. Yep. You know what the funny thing is. Hurt. The funny thing is they okay. had this t-shirt, or no, it was, it was a meme I saw online, and it was, it had um, Black Ops, and it said, intended audience, teenagers, adults, actual audience, seven-year-old kids, Pokemon <laughs> Go, intended audience, seven-year-old kids, actual audience, 30-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Marketing gone All wrong. Right. And hey, look, you know what? Kudos to whoever that company hired for their marketing. Mm -hmm. Because I tell you what, where we work at the uh, unnameable corporate conglomeration, there's mm -hmm. a lot of people in there, like, doing this. Like, these are professionals, people. These are, these are people I would have never thought were into this. Yeah, yeah you could say the IT crew, okay, that's a 50-50 shot. You know sure. what I mean? Which actually but really I mean, is, because there's like four of them and only two of them are into it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but then when I was walking around and like one of them, and and you, this this guy totally doesn't fit the profile. You know what I mean? He's, right. He's like, and, and, and I don't have any bromance or anything, but like he's arguably like the most like interesting man there. And he came over to me and he told me about PokeVision, which is a website that tells you where stuff is spawning. Nice. That's a like, cool site. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, PokeVision.com. And, of course, like me and my inquisitive mind, I had to see what it looked like. And sure enough, man, that site is so busy that their site crashes on the regular. Wow. So Pokemon's breaking the internet. It is. And, you know, um, what's interesting is, is the other biggest game out there right now for mobile apps is the Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans. Really? Yes. I would have thought it was the one with Arnold. Because I keep seeing that work every two seconds. They're not, they're not there yet, but they're getting there. But the biggest one right now um, is called Clash of Clans, and um, it's worth... It's a Finnish creator, I don't know if you knew that, um, who created that game. And it's worth $2.3 okay, last year. Oh, my God. Off a free app. Yes. That's what I try to tell... I try to tell my parents who were last generation, mm -hmm. and I mean, they saw the whole video console thing so they understood that it's a box you plug into your tv you play a game this one with yeah. mobile gaming where the game itself is free mm -hmm. they don't understand how they how you make money and i had to explain to them well if you get in the game then you want to buy this other stuff and they're like why would you want to buy the other stuff i'm like i know that's what makes it crazy and here's the crazy part so that's the biggest one it's 2.3 billion you know what pokemon go is on its way to earning Oh gosh! You you ready for this number? And this tell is, me, tell me so I could dislike it more. Four billion dollars. And why not? <laughs> because we're idiots. 
we're all paying $99 to get, like, Jigglypuff, uh, you know, Extreme or something. It's so I, bad. I don't know. It's so bad that, actually, in countries that don't even have it launched yet, like Indonesia, because they're downloading it illegally or off the, the server, you know, they're getting the American version off their servers. <laughs> They've, well, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> the government has actually banned 4.5 million employees from playing at work because of security love concerns. It. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And, 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 and love it. the problem is, is that GPS is going to get in countries that don't want GPS. Yeah. Like the Middle East. They don't want GPS. Yeah. They, you know what? Dude. You want to find ISIS, get them to play Pokemon oh. Go. <laughs> hey, maybe that's that's what creates world peace. Yes. And then we all worship, we all worship Pikachu. We yes. have monuments of Pikachu everywhere. Like in BVS, Batman vs. Superman. Spoilers, yep. there's a statue of Superman like there. We replaced that with a big giant Pikachu. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> and, then the, and then there would be me spray painting on it saying false god. And then I get arrested <laughs> by the pokey police. <laughs> the pokey police. That's yeah, awesome. Police. Now, I will say, going back to some of the negative points, it also talks here about the accidents. Um, what was it, Michigan? Had the largest accident in history. Oh my god! You remember that one? That was oh, just a couple weeks. Tragic. Yeah, I mean, there was the tragic. largest accident in history. Someone stopped in the middle of the highway. There was a major intersection, a major highway. They just stopped. There were trucks turned over. I don't know how many people got injured, but it was crazy. And look, we're not. I'm not laughing at the accidents. Those are horrible things. Like the no, people falling, twisting, yeah. breaking. I'm not laughing at that at all. I'm just laughing at the fact it's due to Pokemon. Right. That, that's my thing. It's due to Pokemon. Yeah. And that's and the funny I'm, thing is is that actually uh, the company, I don't know how you pronounce it, Nindicook? Nindic? Whatever. I think it's Ni- Ni- Niatanic or something like Niatanic? that. Niatanic? I can see, yeah, that, that makes sense. They actually have an online form so you can flag problems because not only um, the driving thing, but some of these places... That Pokemon are generating, even gyms and, and, and things, are in private property, nuclear power plants, yeah. yep. minefields, like in Bosnia and stuff. Well, well, here's the other part. Like, I was talking about this with other, like, outside observers of this. And <clears throat> one of the things that came up was, look, if I heard stories about people getting knocks on their door because th- their place has a, has a rare Pokemon or a Pokemon they want, yeah, and they're like, they're like, look, heaven help that person <laughs> that knocks on my door <laughs> about Pokemon. And I was like, wow, really? And they said, oh, yes. Like, it's all about my privacy at home. And that's the other part. Like, did they even, like, stop to think, you know what, maybe we need to rethink where the random spawning thing comes out, that algorithm. Yeah, I'd love to see what that looks like, right? Yeah, oh my gosh. That's got to be awesome. Like, that's some serious nerd science right there, and kudos to the guy who wrote this. I hope he got his cut. I hope <laughs> yeah. he's not like the guy... Who was it? Who was the guy who... who uh, oh, the guy who uh, invented text messaging. He didn't <laughs> patent or do anything like that, and look at that poor guy. I he know. Probably- himself for the team. That's the worst thing, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. The guy who created text messaging didn't patent it, didn't trademark it, didn't do anything. He just like, oh, I think I may have come up and he published it. You know, this yeah. is the way you can transfer, you know, transmit messages, you know, written messages. And all these cell phone companies were like, mine. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, Nintendo looks like they're going to do two more games on this face. Um, looks like they're going to try and do Fire Emblem, which is a RPG game. Uh-huh. And you, you ready for this one? Because I know oh you know what this is. Oh, God. Animal Crossing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're talking by oh, March oh. next year. They're going to have those. Oh, my gosh. Yes, there might be a Pokemon theme park in the near future. Oh, my God. Please, whoever's listening, do not let Pokemon take over the world. So bad as, oh, could you imagine if if Nintendo and Disney got together? 
Oh, it, it, it'd be awful. It really would be awful. It would be like like the worst version of a super robot ever, like a Voltron, a thing that I hate. You know, it'd be, it'd be all that wrapped up into one. And I'll be like, oh, crap, we're all going to be praying to the to the idol that is Pikachu and, and all that other stuff. And, oh. It would, it would be the end of the world as we know it. But I tell you what, dude, and here's the positive side of all of this. Even what, though it you would be by its side, you'd be like, hey, I'd rather be pet than food, you know? <laughs> well, that's true, too. No, but the cool thing of all of this is if that Nintendo and, and Pokemon got together as an offshoot of that, could you imagine the comics and the... The, the pure nerd stuff they always wanted to see come to movies and television that they would just say, oh, sure, we'll do all of it now. We'll do every well, you comic know, you wanted to see ever. All the R-rated stuff, all the extreme stuff. It doesn't matter. We can't lose money. We can't lose money. That's true. They that, can't lose it. They, they really can't. can't. Even right. when they come up with a bad idea, they still make a mint. Yeah. That's, that's the fun part of the whole thing. And they're talking now that they're going to come out with a new console um, next March. And if they could... See, if I, was, if I was Nintendo, I would say screw the, the hardware and consoles. Let's just keep doing this app thing. Like, let Apple and Samsung and them, like, spend billions of R&D on new hardware platforms. Just, just do, like, what Sega did. I mean, Sega doesn't make consoles anymore, but they're still relevant in the game world. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, is that if they do make a console, it could be integrated in some form with the smartphone apps. So I'm going to have another device in my living room. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> I get this. I, I have. All right. So the whole trend was getting all that stuff out. We're going to create really thin TV so that way you can save space. You can put it up on a wall, hide the cable so that way you don't have ugly furniture anymore right and you yep. can have like more space yeah and and then they put <laughs> now you're asking me to get another box i have like right now in my living room i have and i'm sad to say this i still have a ps3 yeah i still have a cable box okay all right and there's like a whole bunch of wires just for that and i understand it's supposed to be just an hdmi going up and and a power cable but it's not you know, it's like a whole bunch of cables laying back there. And I'm like, oh, so you're asking me to get another box so that way I can do other things. It's, it's just out of control. Let's, I don't know. I, 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 I still say stop with building more hardware and consoles. Make everything virtual and everything smart. Put it on the interwebs or in the cloud or wherever the heck they do it. Do you know how much, Nintendo, do you know how much Nintendo is actually worth right now? Total? Oh, tell me. Please tell me. You ready? Go ahead. $42.5 billion. And A it, company that at one point was almost <laughs> worth nothing. nothing. And they sold nothing. In their trading record. They broke a single-day trading record in Tokyo last Friday. This is this last just last Friday. $4.5 billion worth of stock was traded. And it's now sitting ahead, you just mentioned them, of Sony. Oh. They just took and over. And, and I'm all about the Sony brand, too, except for my smartphone devices and everything. I know. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> I think Sony's a really good really good maker of cameras oh, and like yeah. TVs and stuff like that. Yeah, they make great oh, stuff. A little expensive, but worth the money. They'll last for freaking yeah. ever. But, um, but yeah, yeah. To Tokyo is actually doing... Um, Every single, and here's here's where it gets worse, right? Because we know that the only thing worse for a gamer than playing more games is we know they eat junk food, right? That is true. Top of the list of junk food in any country is what franchise? Top of the list of horrible, horrible food. I mean, no matter what you say. Worst one. Worst one? Yeah. Uh, Frito-Lay? No, I'm talking franchise. Oh, McDonald's. Yes. 3,000 McDonald's in Japan are going to now be gyms. Every single one of them is going to be a gym. I tell you what. They, see? And consumers? Yeah. We're just going to, like cattle, move we'll, or we'll, back. We'll walk, in, 
<laughs> we'll walk into the meat grinder. That's all I'm saying. It's like that Pink, Lo- Pink Floyd video. Kids just falling into the meat grinder. That's going to be us pretty soon. <laughs> oh, it's going to be all bad. Just like the Google glasses and all that other nonsense, this is going to pick on. This is going to take on, take off, and, and I'm sad to say the decline of civilization as I know it. I'm just hoping that my daughter does not fall for the marketing behind all this. And it has launched in, in Europe too. And they they did the big big what big launch. It's a big launch. It's 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 now global. You can go oh to gosh. almost any European country and go pick Pokemon. You can go to Rome. Can you imagine? You're going to Rome, and you're going to go see the oh. Colosseum, and <laughs> people are walking around oh. with their phones. Oh. Yeah, how awful is that? You're in a you're in a city that arguably created world history, like world civilization as we know it may have spawned from there. And you're gonna walk around trying to find a a, a Snorlax. Yes, you know, isn't that awful? <laughs> oh man! And the funny thing is, is, think of think of this. This might be an interesting side effect of Pokemon Go going global, or at least multinational. Love to see the trend of airline tickets. And international oh travel. People wanting to play it while they're traveling. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Because here's the theory. Here's here's the the rumor, and I don't know how true this is or not. But the concept was is that even though you can catch all the regular Pokemon in every part when they launch it, there's legendary Pokemon, and the legendary Pokemon are like one per state. But some are going to be so rare, this can be one per country. So if you want Pokemon XYZ, you have to go to Switzerland to go get it. Well, that would work in Europe. Right. Because countries are so smashed together that you could just hop a train and hit them all if you wanted to. Yeah. And it's talking that it's actually going, Pokemon Go is going to surpass Twitter in daily activity usage. Twitter. It's not there yet. It's not there yet, Ooh. but it's and you know it's what? close. People laughed. People laughed at me because I remember when Twitter first hit. It was very underground. Like a lot of athletes were using Twitter, mm-hmm. and um, and and I heard about it. I'm like, so I don't get it. I get to only say like one sentence. Like, what can you cover in that one sentence? But then it blew up. Mm-hmm. And that's and the funny and, th- and that's the funny thing is that you it explodes and you're like. What the frick happened? Yeah, how did this happen? Like, everyone <laughs> has Twitter. Like, I was expecting one day for my parents to ask me what Twitter was. It wasn't until, like, we started seeing it, like, on, like, regular shows, like, the news, like, CBS, ABC, NBC, and news anchors were saying, Hi, I am so-and-so. I can, I, my Twitter handle is blah, blah, blah. And they would show it at the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. And my parents asked me what that was all about. I'm like, well, if you really like this person, then you can go on to this program and you can follow them. And anytime they post something, you'll you'll know it. And they're like, so what do they post? I'm like, it's 140 characters. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not anything fantastic. <laughs> no. So you get a lot of like, this is what I'm eating. Oh, I'm getting out. Oh, it's bad weather outside. Still going for a run. And then the hashtag thing. <laughs> I never really got that, that hashtag thing. I still yeah, don't get you it. Hashtag, you hashtag, uh, like you say, boy, I, I'm sure I'm hungry, going to eat eggs today. Hashtag Eggland's best. So it's like shouting out to the world saying that, you know, if you want to talk about Eggland's best or you're plugging Eggland's best, then people can hop into that and say, Oh, I have a carton myself. Hashtag Eggland's best. Got you. But there's some. They've gotten quite long. Like I've seen some that are like, um, you know, I'm done. I'm done dating. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna just stay single for a while. And then the t- hashtag is hashtag hate men single forever. Yeah. Yeah. Is that <laughs> like, like that's how you know it's jump the shark? Yeah. yeah. It's like really, hashtag. That's just... <laughs> But I, I did hear an interview with the guys who created Twitter, and they seem to be pretty down to earth, and they seem pretty much like, you know what, this it went into a lot of development, like it went through a lot of incarnations. Um, so they actually worked at it, at getting it to where it is now, and they're still continuing to develop it. But I don't think even they could wrap their head around 
you know, they thought it would be a good idea, and they thought it would be a successful idea, a successful launch, and people laughed at them. They kept going with it. But I don't even think they understood that it would get to this point. And I don't know if it's a sign of the times or just how people are. I mean, to me, like, after the first year of being on Twitter, and I was, like, trying to figure it out, like, trying to be a good Twitter person, <laughs> I was done. Yeah. I was it's done. hard. It's hard. And it's, the thing is, and here's the funny thing about social media, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Unless you're on there with a specific group of people, most of these Twitter groups are groups of people that are friends with a group of people in real life, and then they get on Twitter together, and then their friends have friends, and friends have friends of friends. But if you don't have the friends in real life, you know, that are going to follow you, and you follow in return, and then friends of them follow you and follow... That's how it grows. If you don't have that friends in real life, then the whole thing kind of gets pointless. Because then you're just exactly. out there shouting in the storm, and nobody's going to pay attention to you. Exactly. It's kind of like one of those things where, like, you know, uh, for instance, Judd Apatow, you know, and he's in entertainment. He has 2.4 million followers on his Twitter. Damn. All right. He's had 2.4 million followers for the last, like, six years, he says. So to him, it doesn't really mean anything. Mm. You know, so it's not like it's not like it's one of those ever-expanding things. Right. You do so, hit a finalized point in some respects. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, you know what? I, I get stuff like people saying, oh, I'm going to stop following you or what have you. But... Like, like that's the way they view it now. It's kind of like it's it's a it's a necessity to have that to justify like their status in the social media world. Like, which yeah. I still don't understand how that's relevant because it's not like you know those two point four million people, right? Or those two point four million people are are like intently waiting for you to post something. Uh, it's it's very strange, and I don't want anyone to stop following us because we do have a Twitter feed ourselves. <laughs> well, but here's All the right. thing. The following thing, and, and here's where it comes down to it. There's a couple of things with it. And we talk, I talked to a, uh, one of our friends, actually the guy who's going to marry us next year, and he has a podcast. And what he said was, is that the social media piece is basically a way for you to show advertisers and sponsors that they can reach out to these many people if they sponsor you and you mention them on the regular on your show. Or you post stuff for them on your Twitter feed. If I say I have 2.4 million followers on Twitter, and I say, hey, um, McDonald's, you want to get 2.4 million people to see your ads? Guaranteed, because they're already following me. If you give me $200 a month to keep my show on the air or Twitter feed going, there's your money. That's where That's where it matters. And for, for us, for example, you know, we want people to go on YouTube and watch our stuff. We want them to go on there, watch our stuff, and help support the show so we can do even cooler stuff. And that's where it comes from. And that's really, and it's, it's funny to me because if you think about it, is that whole question, does advertising really work? You know, does, does just giving a message out there to people really make them want to do things more? And theoretically, it's supposed to. You know, and that's where the money's at. I mean, and Google and Yahoo and Facebook and all of these, a lot of their money comes from advertising. And that's literally it. Right. That's right. all it is. Like, yeah. No, you're right. And going back, that that's how this Pokemon thing is going to continue to explode. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. You know, people, you know, you know these people are going to want to advertise on Pokemon Go. Guess what? You're going to pay a mint for it. Oh, yeah. We're, po we're Pokemon. How much bigger of a name do you want, you know? Nike? I mean, that's the only other thing I can think of that's bigger. Coke? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I mean, now now I can go into my daughter's school, which is still pretty much like five and under. If I say Pokemon, I have every kid's attention. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and, if the, and the dark side of the Pokemon goes, you kind of mentioned the accidents and all that. But there are some people out there, and you talk about advertising, you talk about, you know, people following like sheep. The biggest issue is that some people are setting these up, so, you know, it's really... They get, they get robbed. Yeah. Yeah, they get robbed. You end, you end up behind, uh, I don't know, um, Starfish Seafood Company... And you get, you know, you're back there and you're in a dark alley and this guy comes out and he hits, hits you with a sock full of pennies. 
Yeah, well, you know I don't I mean? think they still do the sock full of pennies thing, but yeah, okay, it's a bit 1920s. Wow. <laughs> Let me just wail on you with a sock full of pennies. Let's, let's see how far that la- how long you last, all right? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. That's, that's fair enough on that point. 1920s, huh? 1920s? Huh? How's that, how's that feel? That's awful. Awful. Oh, well, you know, physical violence against you is always a good laugh. Oh, geez, thanks. Uh, as long as you, as long as you videotape it and put it on Twitter and, and YouTube, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we need more followers. We need, we more, need followers, more followers, and if a beating of me gets us more followers, then you know, how can you not I mean, do that? I, well, that's true. I mean, look at all the look at all those guys that like you know, I'm gonna ride this bicycle off the roof of my house, and they get like two million followers. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. <laughs> well, I, I, well, people in general, but you, you at this particular moment. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so let's let's conclude this nonsense before we go all, yeah. in, so, t- until there's more beatings of me, which you know, as much fun as that is. Um, yeah. In conclusion, I feel, from my perspective, that while there is a dark side, as there is to everything, I think that in general, broad terms. Pokemon Go, as long as stupid people stop being stupid, or, or here's even better, which will never happen, which will never happen. or if enough people fall off cliffs from it that are stupid, that we kind of like um, um, what's his name, that dude with the stuff, the dude with the stuff, what? Darwinism, Jobs. no Darwinism. Darwinism. <laughs> if the you stupid people fall off, off cliffs, it's just evolution. Get rid of stupid people and uh, all of you left with the smart ones. It's okay. I'm good with that. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm <laughs> been out the herd, you know. Yeah. Been out the herd. You know, every every generation or so, you have to uh, thin out the herds. Wow. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. Robert declaring martial law on stupid people. There you go. There you go. Uh, and and your final statement there, Ernie. My my final thoughts on Pokemon Go is, look, who am I to poo-poo anyone's fun? You know, if this is your thing, so be it. Just please be responsible. Please use better judgment. Don't go to the, you know, the the Pokemon, the Pokestop, whatever the heck they're called, in the middle of, like, Detroit. You know what I mean? Don't go there. You know you're going to get beat up or robbed or something like that. You just use common sense. If you want to go out and have a walk, just go out and have a walk. You know, take your take your significant other and go for a nice walk and talk. Take your dog. Go out and adopt a, a, a rescue an animal. Save them. Don't say it's because you're ashamed of being Pokemon Go. Never be ashamed to be a nerd. If you're going to do this and you're a and you're an adult, so be it. Let people laugh because you know what? Deep down inside, I bet you they wish they could do it. They just don't have the guts to do it. Wow. I like that. You like that, huh? Yeah, that's that's good. I, I like that. That's that's a thing. And you know what? That's a very valid point. I, I, and this is why I like hanging out with you, Ernie, because you bring up valid points that I like. And that's the only reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was because I had a cool car. Oh, well, your car is fantastic. But no, it's really your personality that, that really makes this bromance awesome. Um, but no... Uh, I would, I definitely, I wholeheartedly agree with that because that's the biggest problem I think with a lot of the stuff that comes out is that people are adults specifically are, are ashamed a little bit to do what they want, and this is an opportunity I think, as you said, to really say, hey, I'm a nerd, this is what I like, and here's what I'm going to do with it, and here's what's, yes. here's me, and again, as you said. Common sense, people, for God's sake, a hair, a touch of common sense would be fantastic. So, I, I think that that does it, dude. I think we're good. I yeah. hope we got lots of feedback on this because I think this is a great topic. I think there's lots of pros and cons to that. I hope a lot of people will, will get and yeah. that we'll hear a lot of things from our, 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 our wonderful listeners. Yes, and if anyone wants to come on and talk about this subject or any of the other ones we bring up, we're we're free to do interviews. Just let us yes. know a date and time. We you don't have to 
I mean, we would like to meet you like face to face. You know, that'd be great. We can all like do a hangout or something like that, or do a remote somewhere, maybe like our local comic book store. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you know, so, so uh, you know, any excuse to get out and and like uh, like on the last panel that we were on, if anyone's watched it, when we were on with uh, JLS Comics and the crew. Like, uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was Justin, who writes on comicbook.com, mm-hmm. a good source for comic book news, by the way. Oh, yeah. plug. Um, he was saying, you know what? I could do this forever. Like, it reminds me of going to the, to the comic book stores when I was a kid and talking with my friends about this stuff. You could be there all day. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> love talking about this stuff. So, please, come on down and, and shout out or something. Yes, definitely. Uh, and, again, Twitter, Facebook. Um, email us even. We have a we have a two nerds a joke at gmail dot com. Um, that's a great place to reach out to us. We check that regularly. Um, yeah. You know, we Pinterest all the different sites. Definitely message us. Um, you know, Facebook. We're we're on there. Two nerds. We just changed our name, which I'm proud of. Um, two nerds is our first name. A joke, which I, I think is a great last name. Two nerds a joke. Um, is is our Facebook name, so you can find us even easier now on Facebook. We have a page, we have a site. You Facebook Messenger us. We we have Facebook Messenger for it, and uh, we'll be more than happy to, to have a conversation and set up a time to do an interview because we like interviewing other nerds. It's a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Ernie, I think that does it for us for this lovely week. Have a great week and weekend, everybody. And if you will give us the great and glorious honors, as always. Peace out, everyone.